This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. You ever just wake up and think, man, today's going to be a good day. Felt that today. Haven't felt that in a while. And you know, it turns out it wasn't that great of a day, but that's okay. Vibes are high. Feeling good. I'm Mr. Adam X, your host. You are listening to the Pursuit Podcast. You're listening on the one and only Out of Collective. What is the Out of Collective? It's just that. It's a collective. It's a collective of human beings trying our best to interview great people, tell great stories, share funny memes, create controversies. You know, Michelle Parker's show is back. Care Less, Do More. The Out of Bounds with Adam Jabber. Flagship. Flagship. And The Pursuit with me. I don't know where I fall in that. It's a weird... Uh, I mean, I guess falling with Jabber, who cares, right? But, like, to fall in the same sentence with, with Michelle Parker is pretty cool. So I just, you know, please like, comment, tag, follow, share. If you like something, tell us. If you don't like something, email us. Tell us. Send us a DM. Send me a DM at Mr. Adam X. But, you know, reviews. Reviews go a long way. They help us a lot more than you think. They bump this up in the queue. So maybe, you know... I don't want to say when you're driving. Don't do it while you're driving. But, you know, write a review. Five stars, one star. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, if you like my show, mention Adam X. Mention The Pursuit. Helps me a lot. Uh, I'm going to pop right into this guest. I'm going to I'm gonna give some uh, characteristics and see if you can guess who this person is. Amateur climber. Professional dirtbag car guy like car not a van life guy but like a subaru sleeper um content creator influencer i don't know i don't know if we call him that crop top king come on guys it's the one the only bo martino i don't have any oh yeah, yeah let me hit this bo martino okay all right all right Bo, it's been, Bo has been my hardest guest to dial, to lock in. So I got him. We had a great conversation. He was walking around a park. Uh, we just did it right over the phone. It was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful conversation. So Bo Martino, jack of all trades, actor, crop top king. I don't know, van, Subaru guy, content lord. Just an all-around great human being. So, enjoy it. Hit record. Bo, there's no fun way to do this, so I let you do it. I just ask who Bo Martino is to Bo Martino. Well, uh, the way I like to describe myself is an amateur climber and a professional dirtbag. Dirtbag being like the the climber, uh, traditionally like the climber who eschews um, normal life to devote his or her entire existence to the pursuit of touching rocks. And uh, I kind of think of myself like that. I do some other things as well, but I do love touching rocks. So amateur climber, professional dirtbag. Yeah, so the dirtbag's not derogatory. No, not derogatory. And I have had so many friends be like, dude, why, why do you call yourself a dirtbag? Isn't that kind of like negative self-talk? And the dirtbag term, yeah, it can be used negatively, but like the dirtbag term is a, um, it's almost like a, like a, 
a badge of honor or, or a pride thing in the dirtbag community. And it's even expanded. It's like kind of enveloped the van life community a bit and um, other niche communities. Yeah, I always said I lived in a van. I lived in a van for seven years, plus, minus. Mm-hmm. And I always said it was by choice. I always threw that in. Yes. Yes, yes. Like, I am I, I am houseless. I am not homeless. Right. But you're choosing, like, to live uh, this lifestyle, this dirtbag free. I don't It's not free. Like, you bust your butt probably harder than most people. But, like, it's always a funny dynamic when people hear the word dirtbag and just assume – it's bad. Right. Right. I I think I brought this new definition of the term. Actually, it's not even a new definition. I brought this other definition of the term to plenty of people. Yeah. I'm expanding people's minds out here, Adam. I'm doing God's work. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, thank God for you, honestly. Like, (laughs) in fact, someone the other day, someone the other day commented on um, some posts I had and was like, uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, but what good are you doing for society? I was like, well, first of all, I brought dirt bag to a ton of people, so thank you very much. Thank you. I also entertain, like your entertainment at the end of the day, right? Like, I assume you're making your living off content creation and entertaining, and that's important. Like, no one's mad at Brad Pitt for like entertaining us. Yeah, no. When they make the Mount Rushmore of entertainment, it's gonna be Brad Pitt, probably Leo, um, maybe like uh, I don't know who else, Jennifer Jennifer Aniston, and then me. I mean, it, the four big names in entertainment. It makes sense. We got to put in a wrestler though. We need like John Cena or The Rock, because like you... yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think the Rock the Rock's like the highest paid star in Hollywood right now. I think that still holds true, yeah. Mm. That's why he doesn't want to do the Fast and Furious franchise because Vin Diesel and him like battle who should get paid more. They got that beef. That's a real thing. What a world. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get brought into that. I won't argue with anyone over who's getting paid more. I will take a fraction of whatever they're making and be happy to be along for the journey. Oh, Family, yeah. right? Family. <laughs> It's uh, yeah, fam. I mean, it's really this. Okay, welcome to the Fast and Furious podcast. No, so but I want to back up a little bit. I don't want to like deep, deep dive into like your your childhood and whatever. But you are educated, which I would assume most people don't assume, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they assume, but I did go to college. Uh, I went to Brown, graduated there in 2013 with a business degree. And then I worked in tech for six years, slinging software. And once I got bored of that, I was like, you know what? There's got to be more out there, um, more than just selling my soul for some some tech company. And that's when I embarked on this fun climbing journey. But you were head of sales at this tech company. Like, you were in. That was, well. <laughs> or no. The funny thing about startups. Yes, <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, you're right. But. The funny thing about startups is that when you are the first employee and there's a total of four people in the company, three founders and you, you get to be whatever you want. And so as the only salesperson of the company, I think by default, I was also the head of sales. <laughs> this still um, counts. Yeah. It, I, I kind of, when you're at a small startup, you also got to kind of 
inflate your chest and pretend to be bigger than you are. And so, yeah, I was, I was the head of sales. All right. Dang. Major award. But that, so my, I guess my question is, so you're working this job five years, six years, whatever. <laughs> if I'm just looking at the timeline, if COVID doesn't happen, do you make this pivot? Excellent question. I quit tech. I quit my job mid 2019. So July, I think like four, no, 15th was um, my last day of work because I had just I snuck in a trip to the Bugaboos up in Canada to climb uh, before. And I knew like the day I was coming back, I'm putting, I'm, I'm done. Um, so July 15th, 20, or 2019. So this was pre-COVID and I had no plan. I was like, in, I was, I, I wasn't even considering living out of my car yet. I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to travel a little, spend the rest of this year traveling, and then winter's going to come around. I'm going to live full-time up in Truckee snowboarding, and we'll see what happens. Um, and so, like, January, February, I'm working a part-time job. I'm, like, talking to some of my, my friends to see, like, what sort of what sort of maybe part-time work could happen there. And that's when COVID hits. And that's when like all job prospects go out the window. And simultaneously, that's when I started making videos. So I, without COVID, I don't think I would have been making video. I, no, without COVID, I wouldn't be down this, this path. You don't think you would have got here eventually anyway? I don't think so because COVID, when everything shut down, we had six feet of snow in Truckee and not a resort open. Oh, I and was so, there, dude. With, yeah, yeah. So with, I had nothing to, to do, and that's when I kind of started making videos. And it was, it was just perfect timing. It was a confluence of factors. It was everyone was home. Everyone was on their phones. Everyone was worried. Everyone wanted a distraction. And I made, um, I made a post. Do you remember those, um, the like climbing in your kitchen trend? uh back at the beginning of covid where people would like put cams into their cabinets and stuff and yeah very vaguely like climbing inside that's a well, different was, artery of of my internet but yes uh, okay well there's this trend people couldn't go outside and climb so they would like hang off their cabinets or whatever pretending to climb so in full climbing gear ropes and everything inside and um i saw the guy that started that trend i saw it June, uh, sorry, March like 17th evening when he posted it. March 18th morning, I recreated it, posted it, and it blew up. So I was like so early. And I don't think that would have happened if everyone wasn't home. Right. And then the very next day, I make a video of um, me pretending to like ice climb through snow. My friend pans out, and you see him just like crawling through the snow on our deck. And that one blew up. So I'm two for two in two days. And I attribute it a lot to just like really good timing as many great decisions are um, or, or great achievements are, it was really good timing. And so I think with that going on, that kind of boosted me. And when you're two for two in two days, you're not gonna call it quits there, you're gonna keep going. Like if I was one for two or like O oh for two, who knows what I would have done, but I nailed it twice in a row and so I was like, all right, this is fun. I'm getting recognition. I'm having fun making silly videos and um, kept doing that the rest of the winter, really. But at that point, are you thinking you can do this? 
Like, is there a is there a a pivotal moment, or maybe you're still not there? You're just like, hey, this is working. I'm gonna keep doing it. But like, are you like, okay, I'm gonna double down on this. I'm two for two. Okay, great. But this could yeah. the internet's a crazy thing. It could fall off in a second. At what point are you like, I think I can do this and live? That was that was a year out still. Um, all through the uh, the the winter, the spring, the summer, I was just making videos. It hadn't even crossed my mind that people could make money doing this. That's I mean that's still baffling to me that I'm able to make money doing it. But hadn't even crossed my mind until uh, the fall 2020. Still, uh, backcountry.com reaches out to me and was like, "Hey, we like your videos. We want to pay you to make some videos." for us and that blew my mind i was like whoa um i was i was telling everyone i was psyched i remember i was at my friend graden's house in colorado when i had the call um on my on my travels got off the call ran up uh downstairs him was telling him about it it was it was so cool uh but even then it i i made some money from it but even then it wasn't like i can do this as a living it was still a novelty it wasn't until uh, spring 2021 when I had the hottest streak of, of making videos imaginable um, that I blew up. I gained like 80,000 followers in uh, a month or two. And at that point, I was around maybe 100,000 followers. At that point, I was like, okay, I should push everything else, else to the side and focus on this. And so that's what led me to where I am now. That was the inflection point, the twenty spring 2021. Is there anything, I know it's still a short timeline, like we're in 23, but like, is there anything you would have done differently even just in this little two-year timeline? Um, differently in like, accelerating the growth or yeah like in what i guess like what's the biggest th- let me rephrase that question entirely what's the biggest thing you've learned in the last two years as a i don't want to like i don't want to offend you like is content creator the proper term like what do you <laughs> influencer like is... <laughs> where are you in this like content creator is like the formal term i think influencer i still don't like calling it no one no one likes you Influencers are like, are, they're, they seem like bad people or like very superficial people. Oh, but, it's the worst. I always say God's favorite yeah. influencer because I think that like offends people, but also tells them that I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Really inflates their um, ego, makes them feel a little more self-involved. Yeah. Um, yeah. Co- co- content creator is what I have on my dating profiles because it's less like. Uh, egotistical, I guess. Right. It's a, it's a little more ambiguous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, to um, answer your question, what what have I learned? What's the biggest thing? You know, I haven't been able to. Some of my videos hit some of them bomb. There's like it seems like there's no rhyme or reason. Um, the ones you spend a lot of time with probably are going to do bad. The ones that you just make on a whim, those have been some of the biggest videos I've had. So, uh, I mean, just, I think it's 
volume more than quantity more than quality uh, is is a big thing. Just like if you're looking to do this, that's going to be your avenue to success. Does that hurt you to say out loud? Yeah, uh, <laughs> the, the, the the videos I create are like the candy of the entertainment world. It's like, I mean, not just the videos I create. Any Instagram reel or TikTok is like the the, the sugar, the candy rush of the entertainment world it's got no sustenance it's not gonna it's like it, yeah maybe it'll make you feel full but not in a good way it's not healthy um it, and it's very short-lived it's very like okay what's the next thing yeah i could spend an hour or two i could spend days on a video and in two weeks no one cares about it hmm. it may have been the most popular video ever and in two weeks it's gone it's so ephemeral and um yeah that's disappointing uh it's all i know however at the same time it's not like i've created any um i haven't i'm i'm working my way into longer form skits and and actually have a short film in the works that i'm uh creating but as far as the very short for, form content goes yeah i'm i'm not under the delusion that i'm like that it's it's building people up <laughs> no that's Go ahead. It's a, it's a, that is like a phenomenal analogy. Like it is the candy of the energy. Cause I think a lot of people have a really hard time with it, including myself. I photographed weddings for 15 years. So like art in my head, right? Art. And like I had a, a guest on yesterday that Emily Tidwell, she's, she's a Reno girl. You might know her, but she's a phenomenal photographer. And we're like talking about influencers and it like, it's it's a really hard thing because you don't want to. You're not bad mouthing them like they need to exist. Content creators need to exist, but like, how do we categorize them? And calling them candy of the entertainment, I like I I love that because it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not sitting down to a big steak and potatoes dinner or like a a two star Michelin restaurant um, platter. It's very, it's a, it's a quick hit. Yeah. And you're also not trying to be anything you're not as far as like when you work with a brand and I'll, I'll dig into this question a little bit, but like, mm -hmm. I'm sure they come to you with like, here's an idea. We like this. And you're like, that's cool, but that's not me. I'm going to like, <laughs> here's a Rocky talkie radio. And I'm just going to talk about the carabiner and like, it's going to do way better. <laughs> Like, just trust me. Like, I understand this could be considered trash, but this is going to work. Like, how do you yes. approach that conversation? Well, actually, it's funny you mentioned Rocky Taki. I That's why they're so great to work with. They let me do my thing. They let me own the creative process. Um, I've had, especially when I first started, I didn't really know what to ask for or mention in the contract talks. And there was one deal in particular where they came to me and it was a brand I've always wanted to work with. It's actually on my dream list. So they came to me and I was just overjoyed to work with them, but they came to me with the idea, like how they wanted it to go. And so I created that and hated it. Didn't like it at all. Thankfully, I don't know if it was because of me or, um, something else the project got shelved so it never saw the light of day which 
I'm fine with. Um, but I do like a requirement for me is I want to own the creative process and the brand can have input, of course, like, um, I'm not going to just create a video without, um, without, if they have a certain objective in mind, I'll, I'll keep that in mind, but it is very important to me to be able to express myself and use my humor. I, the way I, I pitch myself to brands is I can say things that your marketing department wouldn't. Right. Because, yeah, because like a marketing department might have to stick to their messaging, might need to be serious, especially for some of the brands I work with, which is uh, predominantly climbing or the outdoor industry where um, like you need to be serious because the things are life or death a lot of times. Um, whereas for me, I'm just a silly, goofy guy. I can get out a message of, with a little more humor than like your tech talk or your gear review or your like um, guide guides message saying like, oh, this is how you tie a knot. And I, I think all of that has value, but I'm not going to be the one to deliver it. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's part of like learning. I mean, we, we go through it with a podcast, like we create content and then they're like wanting us to film a commercial and we're like, oh, we're not that. Like you got to hire like a, like we're just going to grab our iPhones and make something stupid. And our audience is accustomed to that. Mm -hmm. And like, hopefully when right. they go to buy something on the shelf, because they like you, they're picking that product over the one next to it, which is probably the same product guts wise, but like you just align with people you like and, Oh, I don't know. That one was funny. I'm buying it. Like it's, they're all good products at one at some tier. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so have you run into any more of those situations or have you just learned to say no? Yeah, I've learned to say no. Um, I think it's also helpful that it, rather than coming to a brand, just like, Hey, I want to work with you, come to them with an idea or, or, um, a, like a pitch in mind. And that way it's kind of cut down on a lot of the back and forth. I've had brands, I've, I have this one um, series, how many, I think I made like three videos, maybe four videos in the series, which is just a deadpan, um, like clearly bad product review or marketing advice. I've done one for Arcterics and Cliff Bar and Rocky Talkie. And um, I, I think it takes a certain kind of brand to allow me to I'm not negging the company. I'm not making fun of the company, but I'm definitely delivering like an off brand message. Like for example, the Rocky talkies, the Rocky talkies come with a carabiner attached to them. And so I gave a review of the Rocky talkies, uh, only talking about the carabiner. Um, so I've had some brands say, you know what, this isn't really like in line with, with the messaging that we want to put out. And, Actually, uh, a few of them have been European climbing brands, which shocking. I think Europeans are are wonderful people, but maybe they need to like loosen up their shoulders a little. Relax yeah, a little bit. it's it's almost like the brands that you're working with, like the, the they like are confident in who they are as a brand, right? Like, yeah, which is a they they know who they are and they're okay at being poked at as if the brand was one person. 
they are comfortable in their own skin and they are who they are and you can make fun Uh of them. And it's like, it's funny to think of it like that, but that's essentially the brands that align perfectly with you. Like, Oh yeah, this isn't going to hurt us. This is only going to help us. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows people that like, if a brand is, is, um, sponsoring this video or whatever, if if the brand is participating in this video, then clearly the brand has some sort of sense of humor and it makes the brand a little more personal. It's like, clearly there's a person behind on the other side of the brand. It's not Arcteryx, the corporation. Clearly there's someone on the marketing team at Arcteryx that like finds this funny. And so as a consumer, I guess that, um, I think that's a, a nice thing to have, at least from my perspective, uh, if we're looking at it uh, as both a consumer. Yeah, I always like to look at, like, if someone's questioning me about, like, a brand, like, hey, what do you think about, I don't know, we'll just say, like, Solomon and Rozzy. And I'm like, they're both uh-huh. great. So, like, look at the people they support, and that'll help you make the decision. Because they're bo- the products are there, yeah. right? Like, that just is yeah, what it is. Yeah. Um, sure, everyone's got a little better whatever or that. But, like, who do they support? Where are they spending their money? That mm-hmm. should help you decide in this day and age. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think that's important. It's just an easy way for me to make decisions. Like, okay, I've read every review. They're they're both sunglasses. Like they they, yeah. they stop sunlight from burning my eyes. Okay, cool. They're like, okay, well, who? What projects do they support? That's an easy way to make a decision. Yeah, yeah. I actually, it's funny you say that. I have products that I own. And I think a lot of people kind of like associate me with now um, that I only wear because one of the coolest people that I know wore them. I was like, well, he's cool. So I want to be cool too. And now I have them. Yeah, it works. I mean, it's a thing. And like someone is probably doing that for you, which is a crazy thing to think about. I love that. I love, and I, um, I love anytime I get like a DM or a photo from someone of a dude wearing a crop top. That's like, that's your I victory. Am, I am changing the world. One dude wearing a crop top at a time. I love that. I don't think I'm, yeah. I don't think I have the body, but I guess it doesn't matter. You just have to have the confidence. It is a hundred percent about confidence. In fact, the first video I made about a crop top is, um, what was the audio? It's like, uh, um, it's 20, when did I make this? 2021 or 2022? 2021, I don't care if you're, you got a six pack or a dad bog, excuse me, a dad bod. Um, we're wearing crop tops, King, something like that. Yeah, it's, it's 100% about the confidence. I love it. I'm jealous. I'm going to try. I will give it an effort. Like, <laughs> Maybe Fourth of July weekend I can pull it off. I don't know if I could just go to like Lowe's with it on. <laughs> yeah, maybe ease your way into it. Lowe's is a um, whatever the opposite of uh, cold turkey is. That's what wearing a crop top into Lowe's is. <laughs> like that's just head first. Yeah, that's shock therapy. Yeah, I'll go for I'll go for Fourth of July weekend with accepting humans and then work my way to Lowe's. <laughs> Perfect. That's... You know, actually, if you if you wait long enough, I'm working on merch right now, and uh, crop tops. I want to be in my line of merch, 
and I don't know when it's going to get done, but you wait long enough, you can, I can get one sent to you, your own, your very own crop top. Well, I will be happy to support when you launch it, you let me know and I will order one. Like it's all about supporting humans. So that's easy. Uh, I want, this is like a total swerve, but like, I'm not a climber. I've climbed before. Mm -hmm. What is, what is the obsession with crack climbing? And is that what it's (laughs) called? That's part one. Is that what it's called? And part two is like, you just like jam your elbows up a crevice and then have like a thing that kind of supports you. Maybe if you fall. Yeah. I mean, that's, you basically nailed it. Uh, it it is called crack climbing. Crack climbing is a form of fad climbing or traditional climbing, where um, you're you're climbing with a rope. You're tied into a rope, and as you go up, you put what we call protection into the wall, and then attach your rope to that. So if you fall, the protection catches you. They're they're um, camming devices or like. Uh, nuts or stoppers, which are kind of like wedges that you that are wedged into the rock. Um, and yeah, so up these cracks, you're you sometimes are putting your elbows in there, but that's more for a little wider crack called off with. Most of the time, you're putting in your fingers or your hands and flexing your hands and fingers in different ways to expand them to create friction in the wall. Um, it is not intuitive at all. It's not like normal climbing where you're just like grabbing things. Grabbing things is pretty, pretty normal, pretty intuitive. Crack climbing is you, 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 you're not expanding your hand in normal life. Like you pick up a pencil, you pick up a rock, you pick up anything. That's kind of what, like, if you really, really simplify it, that's kind of like what climbing is. You're just grabbing a hold with crack climbing. You're like, you're sliding your hand in skinny and making it fast, which unless you're karate chopping things a lot, you don't really do. Um, a lot of times as you're sticking your hands inside these rocks, you get cut up, you get what are called gobies, um, which are like little nicks and cuts and bruises on your hands. And right now I'm covered in them. And I that... both my hands. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just going to say, and that's cool. I like it. Uh, <laughs> some people probably are will see my hands and think like, "What the heck have you been doing?" Um, in fact, I'm wearing some shorts right now, and my legs, my legs are beat up. They're cut. They've got so many bruises. If I were to take off my shirt right now, my back has a bunch of cuts on my shoulder blades and bruises because this other form of climbing called off with is um, off with is like a, a, a size of crack, which is too big for your hands. It's too wide to get friction with your hands, but it's too small for you to fit your entire body inside like a chimney. So it's this, it's this in between width and you like, you're like putting your whole arm in there. You're getting your like shoulder in there. You're throwing an entire leg in there. So like half your body is in the crack and then you're just wiggling and inchworming your way up the crack so you're just scraping your body as you go up and i have the wounds to prove it yeah it's a 
I, I'm glad you told me what off with is because I see that a lot and I was like, I don't know what that means. But now I understand the difference. But it's yeah. also like, oh, hey, you're going to climb. I'm sorry if I'm offensive, but like the weirdest thing you could climb or like like the, <laughs> like the most illogical thing you could climb. Make sure you don't have like any clothes on. Like, hey, you're going to be just doing the worm shuffle with your hands and elbows and knees across like... I don't know, a sedimentary rock, please just wear like the shortest jorts you can and destroy your entire skin. Is that like a, like, do you guys all agree on that as a whole? That's the thing. I've been wearing long sleeves to, I, I wear a long sleeve shirt, a short sleeve shirt and long pants while I've been climbing these and I'm still covered. Um, it would be masochistic to a absurd degree to climb off with in shorts and no shirt uh people have done it but it's it would be a very painful experience um a lot of times you wear knee pads you wear um people wear arm sleeves you you definitely tape the hell out of your hands um it's it's a it's it's like a 30 minute process sometimes to get ready of just putting on your various items before you climb off with it's like my favorite thing to watch from afar like i don't know <laughs> i'm sure you know her she's like the original vanner she's got curly hair she's a moab human what is her name uh, kaya I, I, she's opening a kaya? gym right now i followed that human yeah. for so long i don't know her i just know her from the internet i don't think she knows who i am she shouldn't but like I'm just like, what do you, is this fun? And I'm like, I want to join because I have no idea. I love, I'm so intrigued by it. Everyone who's doing it looks like they're having the worst time, but couldn't be having a better time. And that is a crazy concept that I am like, I love it. Yeah, that is such an accurate way to describe off with climbing. It's miserable and so much fun at the same time. Uh, the person you mentioned, Kaya, I love Kaya. She's one of my really good friends. And you're right. She is opening the first climbing gym in Moab, which is insane. Offhand, just crazy to me. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, she, I've climbed with her a bunch. Um, uh, Mary, Mary Eden uh, on Instagram. She's Trad Princess. Also an off with queen. Also follow it. that person. Yes. Um, she's amazing at climbing off with. So I've climbed with both of them a lot. And um, yeah, off with is just like, it's a it's a fun, wholesome, invigorating activity. Is it those things can't be cheap? The like I don't know what they're called. <laughs> the big the, like, the big metal things. The big metal <laughs> things. Is that a status? Like you just hang those off your belt? <laughs> yeah, you wear those for extra weight to make the climb harder for you. It makes sense, honestly. Uh, <laughs> no, those are called called climbing cams. Um, and that's what you're putting into the wall to protect you. And yeah, when you're climbing some of these big cracks, you need big fucking pieces of gear to to hold you up there if you fall. Uh, and yeah, they're pretty expensive. Um, we're not talking we're not talking mountain bike level of expensive, but we're talking like a, one cam is like a hundred. Well, it depends on the size, but 120 bucks for some of the bigger ones. The biggest ones are like, I don't know, 170. 
180 maybe. And they're also life-saving devices. So like, I feel like there's gotta be some spec in there. Yes. They're weight rated for like eight kilonewtons or 20 kilonewtons. I don't know. A lot of kilonewtons. Right. You're not buying them off Timu or like Alibaba. Like you're buying like real brand name. Like these are real life-saving devices and you have to have an assortment of them to like fit in different holes. Yes, that's, that's correct. Yeah. You, um, you accept that these are expensive, but you also accept that without them, you are going to fall and hurt yourself. Yeah. I think it's as simple. It's as simple as that. Uh, I don't want to keep you too long. So we're going to pivot a couple more times here. Um, cool. Is there a long-term play? Uh, with this whole content creation stuff? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be creating TikToks and Reels forever. Um, as much fun as it is, I want to move on to bigger and better things eventually. Uh, I did act in my first feature film this past winter. Pete! When it comes... What's that? Is it Pete? Pete? No. It's, uh, um, it's not it's Pete Tom- the valet. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. I'm sorry. That, that's, no, yes, not the I was movie. Pete the valet. <laughs> <laughs> I was Pete the valet. Yes, sir. Um, in um, a movie called Weak Layers, uh, written, directed, and starring Katie Burrell, Katie Burrell TV on Instagram. She is also a very, very funny person. Insane. Um, but. Yes, absolutely hilarious. Anyway, um, that film, November, December 2022, hopefully it's coming out this fall or winter 2023. Um, And that was a lot of fun. Uh, I also have a a very small role playing a director in this other ski movie. You know, I'm kind of finding my niche in these ski films. Anyway, and I don't know when that's coming out. That's more of like, I think that's a short film. Um, but so I, 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 anyway, I've gotten into acting a little and it's a lot of fun playing these characters and <laughs> the people valet role, definitely very small very, in, in the acting world. You have your lead actors, then you have your supporting actors. Um, and then at the very bottom are your extras, but in between extras and supporting roles you have what are called day players and like a day player is someone who if you're watching an example would be like a detective movie and the cop who's first on the scene and sees the dead body and then like whatever happens that's a day player it's not maybe you see them later in the show maybe they have like they've got some lines of dialogue but they come on the scene and you forget about them just like that and that's what i was i was pete the valet (laughs) So I had this small role, but I had a blast. It was so much fun just being on set, having all the cameras around, seeing all that goes into it. And so that would be a fun thing to pursue. Um, I I mentioned earlier, I'm also creating a short film um, that's filming this July. Uh, It'll be a a climbing comedy. And um, we'll see how that goes. that's, That's a very, I mean, it's a scary experience. I've never created something longer than minute 30. Uh, or written something out like this, but it's a it's a challenge and it's an opportunity to grow. So that is fun. Um, 
I, I would say that's kind of like the direction I would like to head after all of this influencer, TikTok, Instagram real stuff. Yo, next week, 4th of July, stay hydrated with some Sierra Nevada Hop Splash. They're sparkling water with zero alcohol, maximum flavor. One more time, zero alcohol, zero calories, absolute maximum hop flavor. Medley of peach, mango, and grapefruit, hop-infused sparkling water. I mean, it's that simple, guys. Non-alcoholic hop splash from Sierra Nevada. Go check it out. It's available everywhere. I love this stuff. I drink it all the time. The flavor's like fantastic, but it's also refreshing. It's hydrating. It makes me feel good. It's one of those drinks that when you finish, you feel good about it. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's that's it. I'm telling you, that's not in my ad copy. <laughs> Tell them it makes you feel good. No, I'm telling you, Sierra Nevada, sparkling, hop-infused water, hop splash. It is so good. Zero alcohol, zero calories, maximum flavor. Go stock your cooler with that. And when you stock your cooler with it, send me a picture. Tag at Mr. Adamax in your coolers, your Sierra Nevada coolers, when you're hanging out in the patio, enjoying the fireworks. Back to the episode. I guess my question Boring. from all of that is, do you want to be more on the writer-director side of it, or do you still want to be involved in the acting as well? Definitely the acting. Um, I could see a variation of this, of like opening some uh, production company that creates ads or little skits for brands and i think in that capacity i would take on both writing and acting but if i'm going like hollywood route it would be acting if i'm going like advertising production company i think it would be writing and acting and and i guess directing plays in there too but if i'm acting i don't think i want to also be directing right uh subaru you're a subaru guy right you're still in your car I am in the Subaru. I'm in Rue, the Subaru. No Sprinter. No van life guy. No, no. I Sprinters are cool, but like having that as a daily driver sounds kind of miserable. Also, I live in a house in the winter. I stay in a house in Truckee in the winter, and I don't want to be driving around, especially this past winter when we got all-time record snow. I don't want to be driving around in a Sprinter and that stuff. Um so no, just the just Rue and me. Although sadly, this is probably almost definitely going to be Rue's last year or last few months because she's got um, she's got a little work she needs, and that work is a little more expensive than she's worth. She's great value, but her monetary <laughs> value is right. Is mm, yeah. I'm trying you have a, you have a, like just like a bed platform in there nothing crazy pretty simple setup pretty simple stuff yeah I got a bed platform um under or under the platform is a drawer that pulls out and that's sort of my kitchen uh I got it uh a cooler in there a yeti cooler and a water jug I live out of my car I don't live in my car that's that you figured it out it takes a long time yeah. for a lot of people to figure it out when they say they live in their car I'm like you haven't done this long enough <laughs> yeah. like, yes. You'll learn. You just live out of it. You don't live in it. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Uh, when the, the, actually the, the depressing times are when I'm like sitting in the car in a grocery store parking lot because I have nowhere to go 
and no one to hang out with and it's either like too cold or too dark or raining outside and I'm just like sitting there in my driver's seat on my phone trying to pretend like I'm not living out of my car as people walk back and forth with their groceries. Trying to pretend that I'm not sad. <laughs> yes. This is what I want to be doing. This is what I want to be doing. I chose this. This is fun. I'm doing this because it's fun. Ugh, great. Uh, let me see. I got a couple more here. What's something you wish everyone knew about you? Um, okay, perhaps not about me specifically, but about social media. Not everything you see on social media is real, I would say. Like, I'm a pretty genuine guy, but, like, some of the things – I mean, it's just the nature of social media. You post something on social media and then like the worst person in the world or someone that's just having a bad day completely misinterprets it or like misses the joke and takes it so literal, comments something bad, and then there's a flame war going on in the comments. And it's just like, I don't know what prompted you to take the time out of your day to say this thing on here, but relax a little yeah let it let it go don't take it so seriously like when i'm when i'm joking about um pouring a beer on my face at 9 a.m first of all that's not how i drink beer i wouldn't just waste beer for the sake of wasting beer i would only waste beer for a video a funny video if i'm gonna drink a beer i'm actually gonna drink it but like someone sees me pouring a beer on my face at 9 a.m. They like actually literally think that's what's going on. And that's not the case. Right. It's a, it's a shtick to an extent, yeah. to an extent. Yeah. You are right. genuine. You are you, but like these videos are a shtick. They're a, it's an SNL skit in 30 seconds. It's a, like, yeah. It's a, a characterization or an exaggeration or a, um, a self-deprecating, like, sat satire satirization of things something relatable and nope. sometimes relatable doesn't mean like literally exactly what happens in real life what's funny is like an exaggeration of real life things i like that we still have to explain this in this world yeah um pizza or tacos ooh, ooh. Uh, tacos. Playlists or podcasts? Playlists. Easy. Done. Spotify, though. Uh, I don't want to rep any brands, but, like, there's a certain large, very large Fortune 500 company, and if you listen to music from this fruit company instead of this green company, red flag. Interesting. Odd hill to die on. I mean, I am also a green guy, but, like, I don't care where you listen to your music. <laughs> Although I'm really tired of the new DJ. Have you done the DJ feature? No, I haven't. Oh, there's a DJ now. I'd be like, what's up, Bo? It's your DJ X. I'm playing you stuff from high school. And then it's like taking back Sunday, which I'm like cool with, but then it's like, here's some fresh things off the off the whatever. And then it plays like puddle of mud no. or something. Something I would never listen to in my entire life. And I'm like, ah, like you'll try it. You gotta try it now. It's good, but but there's actually a DJ like speaking. To it's you. an AI like, like, DJ. Like a, yeah, yeah. No, that reminds me of like like um, 
growing up in Virginia in high school, you listen to Hot 99.5 on a Friday or Saturday evening, and they're playing the music directly from the club. And every 30 seconds, you have the DJ going, like, talking to the club. Like, Put your hands on that. Atrocious. Yeah, in this fact, is like, it's it's AI. So it's like, this song right here, it's a vibe. And then it, like, cuts to a track. It's it's worth experimenting yeah. in, but it's really bad. Uh, <laughs> Immediately, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pool or beach? Beach. Fruits or vegetables? Vegetables are healthier, but, like, fruit tastes better. Yeah, fruit slaps. Text or call? Yeah. <sighs> Am I allowed to give, like like break this down or is it a yes or no i mean it's supposed to be one or the other but it's your show i don't care <laughs> all right i'll say call then just no no uh explanation comedy or horror comedy waffle or pancake french toast but if i have to choose Ooh. a medium rare pancake wow i like both of those answers groomers or pow pow coffee or tea Decaf coffee. Okay. If you could prepare a meal for anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you cook? Hmm. Who would it be? I gotta I gotta bring some like ancient person. I wanna blow someone's brain. I wanna bring like King Tut or someone. Or like Genghis Khan. No, Genghis Khan was kind of an asshole. Yeah, we're just bring, having yeah, dinner with him. That's Tut. not your fault. I want to bring King Tut and give him like, I want to give him sour gummies. And if I'm like, maybe that'll be dessert. Maybe some ice cream too. But I want to, I would make him um, my family's eggplant parmesan recipe. I think that would leave him speechless. I love that. Uh, and my last, I guess my kind of last question, what's your like world famous one pot car meal, like your go-to meal? Lately, I've been making this fire uh, fried rice, chicken fried rice. Uh, you use coconut oil and you use coconut aminos and it gives this, it's like, it's almost sweet. It's not like sugary sweet, but it has this really sweet flavor and it's really good veggies in there some veggies some chicken fried rice mm. delicious love it um ball where can people follow you how can they support you what's like the best way for them to like show that they care uh they can support me and follow me at my tiktok and instagram handles which is um the letter c bo martino b-e-a-u martino um, they can also support me by Venmoing me in denominations of a thousand dollars. No, just kidding. Um, I don't need that. Uh, I don't know. Just like, don't talk shit about me. That would be wonderful. I guess that's like, if you, if you have nothing to say about me, that's like a positive. If you have something good to say about me, love it. But just like, don't talk shit. You know? I love that. Cool. Bo, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. This is great. I um, had a lot of fun on this. I'm glad we... Uh, uh